Hey y'all, I'm Lakaya. And I'm James. And you are listening to the Message 24 podcast, where each week we're talking about relationships, the growing pains of being a 20-something, and pretty much everything else in between. Yeah, so join us every Wednesday for our new episodes. Bye. See you guys then. Bye-bye. Have a beautiful time. <laughs> One, two, three. Hey. Did I like it? the way that sounded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are back. We took... <laughs> uh, we only took a, a one-week break. So that wasn't crazy. Yeah, I felt like that was necessary. Like... I needed, I took a trip, basically. Yes, of course. Um, update the people on where you've been and what, you, what you've been doing. So this past week, I took a great trip up to Orlando, um, where they had a conference uh, for people who are content creators in finance. So I was able to meet some really cool people. Um, everybody was like, we called ourselves money nerds, so to speak. So all things personal finance. I met some people who were really heavy into investing, really heavy into credit, really heavy into taxes, and figuring out how to save people a lot of money. Um, So great conversations. I'm looking forward to collabing, collaborating with people. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if most people know, but I am a budget coach. So I help people one-on-one with their personal finance. So I wanted to really make sure that I'm giving uh, or helping people uh, the best way that I can, keeping up with the finance apps and things that you can use to make sure that my clients are where they need to be. So um, it was very exciting. Like I had never taken a solo trip, mm. so <laughs> it was super dope. Like the the airplane ride was kind of crazy with the turbulence. Like I was a little. I started freaking out because I don't know why I decided to have my plane for 9-11. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that would have made me super anxious too. So yeah, I was a little nervous about that when I actually figured out that I had booked my flight back on 9-11. But it was a great trip. Like I'm satisfied. I feel like I got all of my money's worth. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you had a good time. I needed it. I needed it. Yeah. So, um, I guess since we're catching people up, mm-hmm. uh, I... <laughs> tell, tell the folks what they need to be. I have had a very interesting last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had really bad anxiety. Um, I've been under a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, my health wasn't where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And I was still pushing through and doing things that I probably shouldn't have done. Even though I didn't feel well, I still was pushing myself to do things that I didn't need to do. Um, So this week, these past two weeks for me were really about, it's funny because we talked about boundaries on our last episode. Uh, Well, it was our last episode, right? I said what I said? I think that was was boundaries last episode. Yeah, I believe so. It's funny because I had to reinforce boundaries with myself mm-hmm. over these two weeks um, and gave myself the giving myself the permission to know that it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to take a break and if 
my physical health, like if I'm not okay, I don't need to be doing anything else. Like nothing else matters if I'm not okay. Right. So um, it really taught me the importance of, I've already known the importance of prioritizing my mental and my physical health, but these past two weeks taught me that I shouldn't be doing it just when it's convenient. I should always be doing it. I think a lot of times I do it when it's convenient. I meditate when it's convenient. I journal when it's convenient. I work out when it's convenient. I do yoga when it's convenient. But my life is not always going to be convenient. And I'm not, you know what I'm saying? But it's doing those other things to prevent my body from make forcing me literally to take a break. Yeah, yeah like literally forced me to sit down. Um, so that was my week. Uh, I, I feel I feel much better, thankfully. You know, talk to my therapist. I'm feeling better. I have actual tangible steps that I can be doing, and I'm also just gonna say this before we get into the episode. Okay. Take your time. I. <laughs> so we have built this platform just being ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like we're authentic. Um, we built this platform to help other people that look like us, that are in our age range, that are navigating relationships, that are navigating their personal lives, right. careers, friendships, what have you. And I think that it took me a very long time. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, we have a furry friend here sitting in my lap, Stormy, and if you keep moving and clawing me, you gotta go. Show him to the camera. He's a seeping. He doesn't want to do that. Say hi. Say hi, she hi to the camera and she wanted to be in the spotlight today. He did. He wanted to be in here so bad and I get back comfy. There you go. Get comfy. <laughs> um, like I was saying, it took me a very long time to get into this space in my life where I feel very comfortable with who I am. I like, I love who I am. Uh, and I feel like for a very long time, the woman that I wanted to be, I felt like she was so far off. And at this point in my life, I feel like the woman that I want to be, like I'm very close to being her. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of myself. I'm proud of all the things that I've done. And I don't need validation from other people to make me feel proud of what I'm doing. Although I have it, I have a great support system. I have you, I have my family, I have my friends, and everyone else lets me know how proud of proud of me they are. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, I never felt that way about myself. So I'm at a space in my life where I'm happy with who I am. I'm proud of who I am. I'm not suppressing or censoring myself for the sake of other people to make other people comfortable. And like, like I said, it's funny how we talked about boundaries and all of my boundaries were kind of tested in these past two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, right after? Literally right after because, you know, someone came to me and I know that it was, intentions were pure, but they're just like, you know, you should be mindful of, you know, what it is that you're saying on your podcast. And I'm like, well, I think we have a great podcast. Like our podcast is built out of nothing but positivity. And yeah, I curse occasionally. I'm 20. I'm 25 years old. I'm grown. <laughs> I'm very grown. I can curse if I want to. And the overall message of our podcast is not me sitting up here cursing and me sitting up here saying nigga. But occasionally it happens. Um, and I really was not going to say anything. 
I really was not going to say anything. And then I remember that I literally just told people last week that if someone says something to you and it bothers you and it makes you feel a type of way, like you owe you it to yourself. Yes, you owe it to yourself to say something. And even though I, I didn't want to seem like I was being disrespectful because I wasn't. But even though your intentions were pure, I'm still entitled to feel how I feel. Right. Like even though you said something out of love, I am still entitled for that to have hurt my feelings. Right. So that's all to say uh, Mercury retrograde is, is retrograding right now with uh, communication. But, you know, I did well. I reinforced my boundary and... You know, the person said what they said, and I didn't really care too much about what they had to say. I, I just felt better letting them know how I felt. Right. So, that's all. cool thing about this platform is it's literally our territory. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's not any anyone else's. They're not taking the time to make the content. Mm -mm. No one else is taking the time. Uh, what time is it now? Probably like 9 or 10 o'clock. Yeah. To be helping us. And Shoot, I still have to study. Or edit. Then study. Yeah. yeah. So nobody's taking the time to do that. So you can live and die by the content. Uh, I've even, you know, me and you talked about it. I'm like, yeah. the stuff that we're putting on here. Overall, the message is, is good. It's what we stand for, which is growth. Yeah. And growth in a relationship. So I'm not, you know, tripping either way. But if... Even if the people that I'm, I work with, they're like, hey, you know, based on your content, we can't, you know, it doesn't align with our morals. And I have to, I have to eat that. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay. Like, my message, my brand, like, I'm 100% comfortable. I, I feel the same way. Like, I, I'm not doing anything to hurt anybody. Right. We're not doing anything to hurt anybody. If anything, we're trying to help other people. So, right. that's just kind of how I look at it. It is what it is. Yeah, definitely. Alright, well, we can jump right into this week's episode. Uh, our in the DM for this week is overbearing parents in a relationship. <laughs> oh, God, this is going to be a fun episode. It's going to be a really fun episode. So, this episode was birthed because for about two months, our favorite thing to watch on Sundays was I Love a Mama's Boy. Yes. It is on Discovery Plus. It's on TLC. TLC got all the good trash reality shows and I love, I live for it. I love, I love A Mama's Boy. I loved uh, Thousand Pound Sisters. I love oh my that gosh. show so I, much. Yeah, you like that. I, I loved My 600 Pound Life. I love Dr. Nazara. I love, TLC got the shows and we basically have been watching this show called I'm in love with a mama's boy. Mm -hmm. So, to start, I let me just say this. I have seen people have what I thought was like a little bit too much of a certain type of relationship with their with mom the, the or their mom. dad. Mm -hmm. This is a whole different level. Like I've never, you know, in my in my circle, I've never experienced anybody that had like an odd like a OD or too close relationship with their parents. You've had, you've had that? I, I think more so with 
some guys like their parents think that they are like God's gift to this earth and they can do no wrong when you really raised this shit low key <laughs> and they think their sons are like God's gift to this earth so that's just, that's the extent that that has gone to that I have seen gotcha. this is borderline like incest with some of them with some of them well no some of it's not to me not even borderline it is incest yeah. like you so, some of them up there I really believe they want to sleep with their mother yeah because we're gonna get into our favorites on the show <laughs> but I did think that the show posed some interesting points and while they are on the very extreme side of having overbearing parents in a relationship there are a lot of little things that parents do sometimes that can have negative impacts on relationships mm -hmm. and it's not something I ever thought about until watching the show so uh, we are going to share what having an overbearing parent in a relationship looks like. So, this can look like, let me, let me my iPad. <clears throat> so this can look like someone being attached at the hip with their parent. So they can't move or think without consulting their mom or dad. Yeah, that, that's definitely going to be super toxic. I low-key feel like I'm attached at the hip with my mama. To a certain extent. It's not crazy though. You would tell me if it's crazy. Yeah, I think I think I think if it was overbearing for me, like I would I probably would say something like, hey. But I don't I don't think anything is wrong. I don't think anything is wrong with seeking help. Yeah. When you don't know what to do. But everything yeah, that could be. Yeah, but I don't, I, I don't do that. Right. But I just, I have a very different relationship with my mom and some people. Like, I went to New Orleans with my mom on a girl's trip. Yeah, yes. And to piggyback off of what you just kind of asked me, I don't think any, I don't think the significant other can ever, like, check how their partner is with their parent that is y'all's that's your relationship with them like i don't think i can come in and say oh this is too much or this is like i can't be like hey you need to stop doing this with your parent you need to stop doing because that has been y'all's relationship i can't come in and just intrude and be like oh after you know you're let's you've been raised for 20 something years right mm -hmm. i can't come in and be like uh I need you to stop uh, going on girls trips with your mom. I need you to stop <laughs> calling your mom um, when you need guidance. Mm -hmm. From now on, you'll be talking through me. I, that's not my place. You say that, but then we sit in there and watch I Love a Mama's Boy. on the YouTube I'm sure that you will see that we have made outfit changes yeah and we have our third guest Stormy with us here again uh, so when we were recording the episode earlier this week the power went out 
as I'm sure you saw in the clip before this, if you saw us staying there looking dumbfounded, that is because the power went out. Yeah, super. I was like super confused because like the light started flickering and then it's like we looked at each other. We literally. I didn't know. I'll be honest. I didn't know the power was going out. Or we had too much shit plugged up. I ain't gonna hold you. I was worried more about the electricity and the food. I don't know why I was you thinking the food was gonna go bad. I was thinking the food was gonna go bad. I didn't know what was what was really happening. I think alright now Storm, you're gonna be in here. He wants to come to Papa. He don't even He likes Papa better on the show. This is fake. This is fake news. Um <laughs> just moved the cat. Um, I, for those listening, our cat yeah. is in here walking around doing a bunch. We tried to let. Wow. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I guess. What? Me. Yeah, he likes Papa better. I'm offended. I'm offended. He left my lap to go get in your lap. Yes. Yeah, he's not getting no more wet food. It is dry food for the rest of the week. You need a father cute. figure, and. sound like now is different than what we sounded like before and that's because life happens and we have to just continue to roll with the punches and be uh, flexible so I think where we left off the last part where we left off was we were going over what overbearing parents in a relationship can look like and you were telling me matter of fact I remember exactly the last thing it was you we were talking about being attached at the hip and not being able to move or think without consulting the parent first mm -hmm. and you said well i can't tell you that you need to change your relationship that you have your mom because you had that relationship for 25 years and i was literally about to say well on the show that we watch we we think that some of those people need to change their behaviors and they've been this way for 30 years and that was the point i was trying to make so what is the difference between me and them like if my mom if if i was doing some of the stuff that they do what would you say i would hope you would say something yeah i think i i think i don't know if i would be able to check you again um because that's your relationship but i don't think i would put once i noticed enough stuff like if you had to talk to your mom for everything mm -hmm. or you had to uh before we could go on a date you had to you know confirm with your mom or mm -hmm. or you brought your mom with us to all the dates that we had okay that would probably be enough for me to say okay i need to evaluate this relationship mm -hmm. and i probably would step back because that's just not something that I can handle being in a relationship. Like, that's just a boundary that I <laughs> didn't know that I had. Um, but seeing the, from the show, like, I, I know that I wouldn't be able to handle that. 
like a relationship, um, it can it can be it can vary the way relationships take place. Yeah. Um, you have a relationship with your parents. Mm -hmm. You have a relationship with your family. You have a relationship with your significant other. Those relationships can be combined in certain settings, like family reunions and get-togethers yeah. and you know Super Bowls, cook-offs. Yeah, all yeah. that. But <laughs> at the same time, uh, when it's date night, that's not a relationship for the family reunion. It's not. No. It's not for everybody. To please, be. please, uh, <laughs> please. Yeah, you don't want to see all the Huntleys uh, <laughs> on our date night, like. No, okay, while I 100% agree, mm -hmm. that's, that's too much. There was even a couple on the show where he brought his mom on the honeymoon and him and his new wife were in the jacuzzi and mama came and got the jacuzzi with him when they were just drinking wine together. That shit is too far. Yeah, like, but like nothing was going on. I do think there are some times where, well, I think the situation it was different because I thought you and I were going on a date but then your parents surprised us at the restaurant. But they were celebrating a big achievement for me. But <laughs> I, you said I'm a little out of No, But I didn't know that your parents were going to be there. And I mean, I think the, the outfit I had on was like, it wasn't crazy. The dress was kind of short. And had I known I was going to dinner with them, I probably wouldn't have worn that. But in my head, I'm thinking, oh, it's date night. And then we get there and your mom and dad were there, which I didn't have a problem with because I love your mom and dad. And they literally wanted to do that to celebrate me, so I didn't have a problem with it. I'm just looking at both sides. I think that's okay. I, I would say, yeah, that, that could have thrown, I could, you could have questioned that. I would, um, I wouldn't. Why, I mean, why would I but you could have is what I'm saying like because it was one of those instances where it was a surprise you weren't told yeah but but if that, ha if that happened all the time like every time that we went on a date surprise I, I'm my like, parents are here <laughs> I know. and we're celebrating you again <laughs> we're celebrating y'all are they just like yeah no that that would you would evaluate like you yeah it's okay to evaluate any circumstance yeah um, but that situation is different like I didn't I didn't mind that but definitely or if even as much as me and my mama love to eat if I invite her every single time we went out to eat we pull up she already there that shit would be too much yeah. like I wouldn't even put you in that predicament right. at all because every time you're on a date Everybody don't need to be there. Right. So, but to be clear, I did not have an issue with it. I want everybody to be clear. I did not have an issue. I love his mom and dad. They treat me like I'm one of their own. And like I said, they literally threw a dinner to surprise me to to celebrate me. So no issue with that at all. Yeah, I. Uh, it's crazy that you mentioned that because I literally you forgot. Forgot. <laughs> but that was a that was a fun time. Yeah, it was when you brought up bringing parents on a date, that's what I thought about. I was like, oh shit, well. <laughs> so that's definitely different. No, oh, no, for sure. It's <laughs> it's 100% a different situation. I'm sorry, I can't come Okay, see what draws. All right, so that's one of the things. And then the next one is, uh, the parent could be competing for affection with their child and they see their child's new partner as competition as a threat this is a this is a good one 
because I think that this happens on both levels. Like with when I say both levels, I mean the mom and the dad. Mm-hmm. And it's it seems to happen more with opposite sex. So seems like the dad is more protective of their the daughter, daughter. Yeah. And the mom is more protective of the son. Yeah. Um, and I think when I was younger, like, I couldn't just, you know, if I was taking somebody out to prom or taking someone out on a date, mm -hmm. you have to first... You dated people before me? Get good. No, no, baby, I didn't date anybody before Thank you. Anyways, this young boy. Have to wait only. Yeah, I was a virgin before. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, you have to kind of get in good with the parent. Um, the dad is normally kind of the hard ass. Don't want too much. Um, wants to know what your plans are and what your intentions are with mm -hmm. the daughter and all that. So, um, I can see where the parent has taken so much time with their um, child mm -hmm. that they want to make sure that their child is going to be safe and with somebody good. So, I think yeah. it comes with good intention. Hell is paved. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really do think a lot of it comes from, from good intentions and just you know, a, a, protect, a protection standpoint. I, I agree. A little bit of it with moms and their boys sometimes is emotional incest. Like, sometimes... Break that down. Okay. <laughs> so, I think it maybe happens... Well, I was going to say this, but I don't even know if that's true because on I Love a Mama's Boy, most of the women up there were married. So I won't just say single moms, but sometimes with, I, I would say with single moms first, I have seen that they tell their sons, you're the man of the house. Like you are the man that is in this house, but he's a child. He's not the man of the house. Like he, it's not his responsibility to take on those roles that a man would take if he was the head of the house. So like that's not his responsibility. Mm -hmm. And they kind of wait on them hand and foot. They do everything for them. Kind of like um, the guy on Our Little Mama's Boy, Trey, him and his mom, make, like they make the TikToks. She cooks his breakfast for him. She does his laundry. Like she literally does everything for him. Kind of in the same way that a woman might do for like her husband. Not saying you need to wait on a man hand and foot, but that's just the example that I'm giving. So when he got into a relationship with the woman that he was dating, he, I don't know if he necessarily expected her to do that because his mama was doing it, but that's kind of where I'm getting at. So they do, they, they kind of do that. They put them in this a man of the house role and they wait on them hand and foot. And sometimes even not just single moms, mom and moms in general, like with Kelly and Matt, uh, our little mama's boy, anytime he started dating someone, she had to finagle her way into their relationship because she felt like he was being taken away from her that's emotional incest like you i i don't really know how else to explain it outside of that but 
you should never feel like you are competing with the per it once that crosses your mind it's too far like right. if you feel like you are competing with the person your child is dating it's already done like that is to me that is emotional incest like right. you've already kind of that's too much so what are you competing what you, that's what i'm saying like if if your mom and thank god i have a really great relationship with your mom your mom is amazing but if your mom was like mean to me Mm-hmm. Not because she didn't necessarily like me, but just because she didn't want me to have you because that meant taking you away from her. Right. That's what I kind of mean by that. Well, I, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying there. Um, I'm just thinking about like, a, I don't know, that's kind of a, a, a touchy subject per se, because I just think when... You know when you're in a you go to a wedding right mm-hmm. and the bride and the father they do their dance oh, yeah. yeah it's kind of like a giving away do you know what I'm, that's kind of like a traditional thing and i think i don't know um i don't i don't know what that whole ordeal is but mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a tradition of handing the responsibility off to the significant other or hand, basically handing uh, that protection off to their relationship. It's, that's almost kind of like the tradition that's been. Yeah, but created. does that mean that someone's mom has to treat you like a like? No, 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 not at all. That, okay, that's that's what that's more of what I'm, I'm getting at. And it's because, like I said, they treat it their son like he was their husband right so now it's like oh you taking my man away like you know what i'm saying that's what i mean by that now even the dad thing can be a little weird to me maybe it's because i didn't grow up with having a close close relationship with my dad but like the whole i don't think you need to be mean to someone that your daughter is dating to get your point across it's just kind of like you know, I care about her. Keep it cute. That's it. Like sometimes when like dads be like when girls will go to prom, their dad will be in the picture with like a shotgun. Like that's that's too much. Like why are you why are you doing it? Like that's to me, to me, to me, that is a bit much. That's a bit much. And like the whole purity ball thing, like that's a little uh, to me, it's a little odd. I speak for me. Is that a thing cuz I think I just saw that on American Dad. <laughs> it is no, that was so stupid. And Steve, that's yeah. Where, yeah. Uh, what was the whole kind of so behind that? A purity ball, and this is real life. Purity balls are where I don't know if like churches do them or what, but it's literally a ball, mm-hmm. and the little girls make a pledge to themselves and God that they won't be with another man other than their dad until they get married and it's literally a purity pledge and they wear purity rings until they get real rings to me it's a little weird to me you know what i'm saying i think it's a bit much and on that episode stan wanted steve to pledge his virginity to him that was 
extra weird. It was super, super weird. Like I said, I like I could be jaded, and maybe that's why I feel like that. But I think there has to be a line. <laughs> there has to be a line on both ends. Uh, but when you once you competing with your like, that is not your man. That is not your man. You are not competing with this woman for your son. You y'all not in. It's two different lanes. Like it's two completely different lanes. Um, all right, so that's number two. And then I think I'm gonna do one more. Then we can jump to the center delete. Um, I think no, I'm gonna do two more. Another way is using money to control their kid. They're uh, well, we're not a kid anymore. We're adults. But just like kind of, oh, I love a mama's boy. All of this is centered around that. Right, right. There was a woman, she was paying for her son's wedding, and she planned a whole wedding. She said, she told a bride, like, you need to cut your guest list back because I want more people to come in. Like, yeah. 300 people. But she was paying for everything, so the son really couldn't be like, no, I don't think. My wife needs to, my fiance needs to cut the guest list for her own wedding because right. his mama was paying for everything. And I think the crazy thing, out of the 300, I think she only had like 60 years. The white, the bride had 75. Yeah, 70, 75, I think he had, he had more, he might have, she had the most. The, the, mom, the mom had, had the, most. the most. She had the most. Yeah. And wanted her to cut her list of 75, even back, right. even back more for her wedding. Mm -hmm. Granted. When you paying for something, and that's the that's that, the pain that's the painful thing. If you if you want something done the right way, you better pay for it yourself. You better pay for it yourself. Yeah, because that was crazy. Mm -hmm. And then the last one will be an overbearing parent can look like someone who just shows up to the house unannounced. Yeah, and we kind of kind of touched on that with uh, me giving the example of just. Surprise, like, yeah, yeah, don't just show up at my because I could be here doing anything, yeah, don't just that's show just, up. That's on just here. common courtesy, I feel like, yeah, never show up at someone's house unannounced unless y'all have that type of relationship, yeah. And there are, even if we do, there are uh, people that I know that <laughs> that I would be like, all right, this is something. That I would be okay with. Yeah. But even that, even that, they're not gonna, they're not gonna go oh too far. With that. Yeah, I don't think every once in a while is like an issue. Like if my mom, yeah, like my mom popped up over here with some food or something. Come on in, like I would be happy. <laughs> now, Stormy. Now get somewhere. He said he got to get comfortable. Uh -huh, don't come over here. Go ahead. Do not come over here. See, this is why we didn't want you in here. Because you're doing you too just much. walk in on the bottom. Baby, I don't pick up this. <laughs> Stormy. You make it. Please. You're about to get out. But if yeah. she was trying to do this every week, it, it would be a little it would be a little bit too much. But every now and again, popping up. But if you're showing up at my house every day, just if you got a kid, you let yourself in. It's gone too Oh, far. no keys. Oh, oh, no keys. It has gone too far. And I think the relationship changes with parents over time because yeah. I think me and you have both talked about this. 
like the potential of if one of our parents gets sick, like, yeah, there will be adjustments made. But that's, of course, that's on different circumstances. That's yeah. not them like, hey, we're here because <laughs> you don't got nothing else to do. You just want to show up over here. No, not sometimes that's totally fine. But let me tell you something. If you, I just come home one day and you in my apartment. Kind of like there was an episode like that. She literally let herself into their apartment and was cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to say, listen, we're going to have to have a talk. We need to, all three of us need to sit betwixt us and chat and talk, and talk about this. Because I just can't, I don't want to be walking up in here. Can you imagine walking in our house and my mama was just in the living room? Like she just, let, she just had a key and let herself in. Like, oh, hello. I, there's nothing I... This is the thing, like, I, I, I'm i sure we would talk about it, but there's nothing I can... It, and let me know in, I guess, the comments or whatever, what would y'all do um, in these scenarios? Mm-hmm. Because your significant other's parents, like, let me know, would y'all check? I want to know, would, would people check their mm-hmm. significant, parent, uh, significant other's parents? Because I... That's not my. I just feel like that's not my place. No, but some I people might. Some people, I'm sure, have, sure have been disrespectful to, mm-hmm. um, you know, the significant other's parents, yeah. or their mother-in-law, father-in-law, whatever. So, I just I feel like it's it's not my place, and I'm you know I'm I respect you yeah. know whoever you love. So I feel yeah. like that would be something that if you felt like somebody overstepped their boundary as a parent, as a you know friend or whatever I feel like that would be your it would be my responsibility just vice versa if it was your parents I would say something to you Mm -hmm. and I would expect for you to say something to them Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to be the one to say something because then that causes a rift between the relationship I have with your family and then it makes it seem like I'm the problem when I'm not really the problem Maybe how I came across was a problem, but the mm-hmm. deeper issue here is you went here and I didn't know you were supposed to be here. So I definitely would not check or say anything. If anything, I would say something passive like, oh, I didn't expect to see y'all here. Like, at, at most, that's what I would say because I know that at the end of the day, you would be like, can I talk? Can I, can I let you for a second? Like, you know, so I, re- I wouldn't really worry about that. Have I been saying um a lot this episode? Uh, no. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I was supposed to be making a conscious effort to not say um, and I forgot that I was supposed to be doing that, and I just remembered. So, I will not be saying that for the rest of this episode and the episodes moving forward, because I hate how I sound when I go back and listen to an episode, and I'm like, um, so, uh, 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 um. Now that you mention it, I know that I say um more than you, so I'm gonna challenge myself. It's a con- it's a conscious thing because I know prior to me just thinking about that, I probably was uh 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 uh. That's authentic, but at the same time, on this platform, we're working on your personal speaking. Yes, if we're gonna speaking. be talking in front of a mic, I want to not be using um as a transition word because it is not a transition word. So. Oof, I almost said it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I'll say it. So. He bite you? I knew you'd be calling him. 
<laughs> Can I tell the story? Yo, he did not bite me, but he licked me. His tongue is so. <laughs> Can I please tell the story? What story? What story did you about to tell? Now you calling people up? <laughs> Who did I say that to? Who did I say that to? So I have this thing where I'm super annoying. Yes. And I'm trying to get you to call me a motherfucker. Because <laughs> when you get really, really pissed, not even at someone, I think it's at like something. <laughs> it can just be something that doesn't walk or talk like a desk or something. You motherfucker. I don't do that. But and I it did. Almost came out of your mouth there. I That's can't so wait funny. to go back and listen to that because I literally caught myself about <laughs> And because his tongue is so rough, and he just gonna lick me. I don't like that, baby. You know I don't like that. Stormy, you getting busy? He 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 ain't. Next episode, don't expect to see Stormy. He is a he guest star. He's done too much. His his he's off the show. He's he's through. Unless y'all want Stormy. If y'all want more Stormy, put it in the comments and I'll think about it. We might re, uh, renegotiate his contract. Yeah, you have to let us know that you like, you actually like Yeah, because Stormy. if nobody says it, it's a done deal. He won't be It's here. over for you, my boy. Yeah, but I like to definitely call him. He, he liked to call it the fool, but I remember I was on <laughs> camera and I had to catch I had to catch myself. Half a second. I was about to say it. So now we are moving into our standard elite section. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, this is just kind of where we give our opinions and we chime in on different things. So since the end of DM for this week is overbearing parents in a relationship, we are going to be talking about, uh, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Almost did it. Oh, this episode is funny. I almost did it. I caught myself. This, Lord, just be with me because I'm losing my train of thought. Overthinking it. Yes, I am overthinking it. And now it's like my brain just keeps wanting to say the word. Yes. So we will be sharing some of our favorite moments from the show I Love, A Mama's Boy, for our set of delete this week. Would you like to share your favorite moment first? And I hope we do not have the same moment. I'm pretty sure our moments are totally different. Okay. I think you should tell it like you're telling a story. That's going to challenge me because I'm not a good storyteller. But. I would like to see it. I have faith in you that you can do it. Like you're telling your homeboy, this is something that you saw. Sing. Hmm. That'll be interesting. So, my favorite part. I'm not going to be able to do this. You can do it. You didn't even try. That's, I, I can try. But we'll just, see. just give it a try. You can do it. I have faith in you. Yeah, I'm not a good storyteller. And that's okay. Anyways, but yeah, my favorite like <laughs> part from um, I Love a Mama's Boy was Christy, uh, Roberto... <laughs> And it was somebody else. Uh, oh, yes. Gosh, I can't think of the 
The mama's name. I can't think of uh Damn. Nancy. 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 Yes. Christy, Roberto, and Nancy. Now this family was the family of fighters. Mm-hmm. And so this is why I really love their story. I'm I'm not a fighter, but I love when somebody get into it. They was and niggas wanna talk that shit. Yeah, they was <laughs> they was they was yeah. So basically what happens is is the mom is dating Roberto or not dating but it's emotionally what you call emotional it? incest for sure. Yes. Yeah. Having emotional incest with Roberto. Mm -hmm. Now Roberto Ro, Roberto is a fighter, a boxer. Yes. And so is his wife, Christy. And pretty much she doesn't want to let go of him and she does everything in her power to get Roberto to not like Christy, not love Christy. Yeah. She goes as far as pretty much saying that the children that Christy and Roberto have <laughs> is not their children, yep. basically that she was cheating and that those aren't his kids and she doesn't really love you mm -hmm. uh, and all this stuff and goes as far as making Christy take a um, maternity. Paternity. Paternity. Okay. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting close. We're getting close. Yes. She makes uh, Christy take a paternity test. Paternity is for moms? Father. Paternity. Maternity. Oh, because you don't believe that the, the father is, is the father. That's what's the father. Paternity. That's why I said maternity because she was actually going to take the test. But yeah. that, that makes sense. Anytime it's put like paternal grandparents, dad side, maternal mothers. Gotcha. Yeah. So she makes him take a, or make, she makes her take a paternity test. And it's so sad to see ultimately yeah, because yeah, the children are so innocent and so young that they really don't know, even know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So she's having to swab her or take her tongue DNA or whatever. And over time, of course, the test comes back where it is 99.9% that it's Roberto's child. Yes. Which is pretty much 100%. But yeah. she ultimately, the mom, doesn't even still believe that he is the father. Even after the test, the results came up. Yes. She's like 99.9. That's not 100. That's, those were her words. She kept, that's not that's, 100. That's not 100. I and the test, could, the test could be fake. Yeah. Until I basically. She didn't seem to have much rationale and she just didn't want to accept the fact that Roberto really loved Christy and yes. they're in a happy and committed relationship. Well, all of that wasn't my favorite part. <laughs> I just told that as a, as a story, but my favorite part was when, uh, Christy, cause Christy is a boxer. They, yeah, they both boxers. And, and 
she looked like she could knock a nigga out. Okay, <laughs> and, and do. So, through all of this, the mom, Nancy, is kind of testing her, like, yeah. uh, kind of challenging her, like, you don't, you can't, you think you can beat me, like, pretty much checking, um, checking Christy. So, Christy's like, what's good? Like, no, for don't... real. You really don't want this smoke, so I, I was just, I was, I don't even like drama. But if they were the box, I don't think we knew that Christy was a boxer. We didn't realize until after the fact. Yeah. Because she was like, Nancy was like, something. I'll beat your ass. And she said, Can you though? Yeah. And she was like, she was like, Well, come on, because I need to exercise anyway. And it wasn't until after that we saw that picture and we was like, Yeah. Oh, she boxes. Yeah. She would have boxed Nancy up. Yeah. So. That that was my favorite uh, part of the story. I like like the athleticism, like the the, the, com the competitive side of things. Um, and and I'm happy of how seems to be Roberto handled the situation. Mm -hmm. He didn't ever seem to disrespect his mom. No, he tried as hard as not to. Yeah, and ultimately he kind of said that he'll be taking a step back. Mm -hmm. He's happy. He wasn't he, he wasn't even able to concentrate on some of his fights yeah. and his matches because of the drama. And I could see myself kind of being similar to him yeah. in that. Like if I got a bunch of drama and shit to handle or focus on or just you know, issues going on, I can't, you know, put all the effort and energy that I need into what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um so I think that was a uh, that was the, that was the coolest story to me. To you, okay. Yeah. I, I think you did great. You're a great storyteller. I'm not a good storyteller, but I'm working on my public speaking. It's getting better. This is this is why we're here. So I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here for the love. I'm here for the love. The love. I don't think this is a heart. Maybe. Is it what a other shape do it make? Uh oh. So I was going to tell... <laughs> hold on, hold on. How does that go? go? Just let it go. Just let it go. Alright, alright. I can see what type of night it is. Guess what day it is. Okay, so I am going to be telling the story of Shaquib, Emily, and Lila. And Yursara. Okay? It's a lot going on. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it cute. If you want to know more, I suggest you go watch the show because the shit is good. So there's this guy named Shakib. He's been dating this girl named Emily for about four years. Mind you, Shakib was in his 30s and was in her 20s. Not besides the point, but kind of besides the point. But just putting the information out there. Here is his mother, Lila. He is 30 years old and lives with his mother, right? He got married when he was super young because his mom wanted him to marry a girl that was from their same culture. So he did it, he got married, marriage didn't work out, he got divorced. He is now dating Emily who was a Korean girl and her, his mom is disapproving of Emily. Now, you would think it is just because she is not from the same culture as them, which is what I initially was thinking. And yes, she was very rude to Emily a lot. I will say that she was very, very rude. But Emily was taking things, just, just taking stuff too far. Yeah. One instance, she wanted <laughs> Shaquille 
to buy her a $40,000 engagement ring. This man lives at home with his mama. I'm pretty sure he ain't got 40 k to drop on a ring. That's just what my thoughts. He sets up a little date for them in the park. He's going to give her a promise ring. She sees the promise ring, throws it at him, pours the champagne on the ground. And mind you, this is all in front of his mother because she was there. That was the first time she showed her ass. Mm -hmm. Number two. Wait, wait. I thought she she uh, spit the ring in the cup. She did. Because, oh, yeah, because she drank the champagne and it, the ring was in the champagne and then she spit it out. And then yes. she poured the champagne on the ground. Yeah. Okay, so that was number one. That was crazy. I suggest you watch the episode. It's nuts. So then Emily goes to the house to see Shaquille because he's obviously upset with her. And she brings some flowers to his mother, like the kind of flowers that you pot, you bring into the, like you put in the ground. And the mom is like, well, I don't want you here. Like, she leaves, she closes the door. And then Emily walks around the back of the house. And she's like, well, Lila, I just want to talk to you. And Lila's like, I'm not talking to you. And then she pulls out a necklace that has the promise ring that Shaquib gave to Emily. It's on her neck. And she says, you see this promise ring? I'm the rightful owner of the promise ring. Like, that was weird to me. You know what I'm saying? So Emily gets upset. And she starts taking the flowers that she bought for Lila and starts throwing them all over this lady's backyard. Like, I just don't understand. She has tantrums a lot. She's tantrums all the time. She definitely has And she starts throwing the stuff. So, that's there. Now, fast forward. Lila tries to set Shaquille up with another woman because she is sick of Emily and she wants him to be with Yusura, Yusura who is her best friend's daughter. So, long story short, Shaquille, Lila, and Emily are supposed to be having lunch together. They show up at the lunch. Lila is there with Yusura and it's basically like, this is the woman I want my son to marry, not you. Shaquille ends up also going behind Emily's back and goes on a meeting with Yusura, which is a date. He wanted a date with this woman behind Emily's back. Now, this is why this is my favorite story. Uh -huh. Because Shaquille and Emily end up moving in together and they host a dinner. The dinner was supposed to be for Lila and Shaquille's dad. Shaquille's dad can't make it, but Lila was still going to come. Why Lila show up at the door for the dinner? And guess who she got with her? Yusura. She has Yusura with her. Now, why Yusura took her ass over there, I still don't know. Because at this time, she knew that he had a girlfriend. Prior, she didn't know. Yusura what? I can tell She you wanted that, that man. Yeah. Because even after... She got him, she No, I'm pretty sure they're together. I want to find in social media to see if they're yeah. together. And I say this because at the dinner, Emily like really took it too far. She kind of showed her ass. At, per usual, she always she, showed her ass. Emily has reasons to be like that. She does. But I think it's just a bit much. Like She should just step away. They just don't need to be together. Like, it's not that serious. Like Just hang it up. Like, no. Whatever. You 30. He, he has 30. You 20s. Let it go. Why at the dinner, Emily's like, you know they're going to have sex with each other? They're going to have sex with each other? And maybe that doesn't sound that crazy to you all, but because of the culture that they come from, like that was wild for her to say that to his mom. Anyway, some other stuff happens 
Emily ends up throwing tissues at his mom. That was kind of the nail in the coffin. Shaquille moves out, move back in with his mama. And at the end, you see him on FaceTime with Yersera. Or it was a, a like a little, you know, they just talking to themselves with a camera. She said something was like, well, yeah. No, she was on FaceTime when she said it. She was like, well, yeah, if it doesn't work out, you can always call me. She was plotting on this man from the beginning. They, they, about, to, they about to slide. I'm going to go look on his social media when this is over because I need to know. Yusura played the long game. And now she finna be with Shaquille. Uh -huh. And Emily fell right into Lala's plan. She knew she was going to do that. She said, I'm going to do this to make Emily upset. And what she do? Get upset. Mm -hmm. Show her ass. Now Shaquille is like, I'm done yeah. with it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm through. And now watch. He is with you, sir. Yeah. So, that's my favorite. That's my favorite uh, moment from the show. I suggest you all go and watch it. Great, great show. You can binge all of the episodes. I need the little, uh, woo, the clap, the whole <laughs> sounds and everything. Going to be super quick. I feel like we've been we've been chatting for a minute, a minute. Maybe it's because we had to break this episode up into two parts. I feel like that. Yeah, we've been chatting. No, we've been chatting. I, I thought so. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. So our help center is if this is your first time listening, this is where we kind of give tips for whatever the topic is for this week. And since the topic is overbearing parents in a relationship, here are five things that you can do if you find yourself dating someone or you are the person who has the overbearing parents. If you're dating someone with overbearing parents, number one, you can always run. You can always leave. That's always an option. You can always leave. That gotta be the best one. You know, sometimes sometimes the hardest choice is the best choice. I'ma just say it. Number two, voice your concerns with your partner. We talked about that. And they did that on the show. Yes, you should not necessarily be the one to having the conversation with their parents. Your partner should probably be the one that has the conversation. Number three, as the partner with the overbearing parent, do not always defend your parents' actions. Wrong is wrong. Even if they're your parents, they can still be wrong. They're human, you know, call a spade a spade. Yeah, I don't care who it is. Yeah. Wrong is wrong. Wrong is wrong. They don't have your parent, sister, brother, uncle, god, parent. Stormy, anybody. If you're wrong, you're wrong. And you're wrong for leaving me to go over there. So. No. No, he, he was wrong. Right. He was wrong. Number four, talk to your you partner. Did, you did three. Yeah, three was um, do not always defend your actions. Uh, okay. You know, I'm moving through it. I'm running through it. Uh, number four, talk to your partner before making plans that include your parents. We discussed that <laughs> as well. Don't think y'all going out for man went on a honeymoon, brought his mama to the honeymoon. Okay. I think she knew that. He booked the ticket. He he had already told the mama she was coming before he ever discussed it with his wife. Yeah, that's yeah. A bit much. Yeah. Uh, not a bit. It was a lot much. No, for yeah, for us that was For I wouldn't even. That would be another story for another day because that was a crazy yeah. moment too. Number five, as the person with the parents that are being overbearing, it is your responsibility. To ask your parents to take a step back. That's the tough conversations we were having. Yes. That we were talking about. Yes. But the boundaries. Mm -hmm. 
but don't put that burden on your partner because like I was saying that causes a rift between your partner and your parents and that's just like another added layer of shit that you really don't need yeah so not only the issues with the parent and the significant other but mm -hmm. also your own relationship there that's going to cause tension in the relationship oh 100 percent. especially if you're not <laughs> taking action and listening that's a big portion of the relationship like hearing your partner's concerns yeah and if you're not taking action on that oh resentment is coming resentment is here it's here <laughs> it moves in pays rent you know me it pays rent he about to start paying rent he work at the biscuit factory okay so we are uh wrapping up this episode and I wanted to take the time really quickly to mention that September is Suicide Prevention Month. Mm -hmm. And I will be making sure that we have some resources down in the description of this episode. Just know that you are not alone and you are loved. People care about you. You matter. Your life has value and the world is a better place with you in it. Mm -hmm. So if you ever find yourself feeling like it's becoming too much or if you have someone in your family or your friend circle and you think that they are having these thoughts or these feelings talk to them please talk to your friends please talk to your family I know everyone always says check on your strong friend but you should check on everybody you should anybody just if you love someone you care about them just check in and say hey how are you is there anything that you need that sort of thing I saw something that said a lot of times before people you know decide to unalive themselves they often will be happy and they are afraid that that happy feeling is going to be taken away from them again so that's sometimes why they go ahead and they do that i saw on tiktok people were posting videos of their friends right before they committed suicide they were all happy they were all smiling and i looked kind of deeper into it and that's something that i saw that that is why people end up doing it because they got out of whatever depressive state or whatever it is that was causing them to have that suicidal ideology and then they get happy and they're afraid it's going to be taken away from them yeah and which is terrible and you never know what anybody is has going on even the people that are smiling even the people that always appear happy we're all human we all have things going on and even if someone doesn't have suicidal ideology or even if you it costs you nothing to check on your friends. It's literally just in the text. Mm -hmm. How are you? Calling them. If you can't physically go to them, just call them, FaceTime them. Do whatever it is in your power to be there for your friends, to be there for your family, and also, most importantly, to be there for you. Yeah. Okay, that's going to conclude this episode of Message 24. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think this is our longest episode. Yeah, this we was chatting. Yeah. Up in this one. I don't know if y'all need to get used to episodes being this long because this was a long one. Yeah. But thank you all for listening. Not enough anymore. Yeah. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for staying to the end of the episode. We appreciate you all so much. Yes. And I hope you all have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the rest of y'all's week. And we're going to see y'all in the next one. You know where the kitchen is. Right here. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Message 24 podcast. If you enjoy this episode and want to see our faces, be sure to head over to the Message 24 pod YouTube channel and subscribe. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. See you next week.